In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shit Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to another edition of the podcast which tracks the best laid plans of mice and men, women, children, animals. Everyone. That, We're non-discriminatory. Yeah. Uh, if, if you fail, we'll cover it. <laughs> yeah, the plans of, of all these people uh, and, and sentient beings that go horribly and hilariously off the rails. We, uh, well, Gus, you are joining me tonight, uh, today, yes. whatever time you're listening to this. Yeah. It's, look, it's, it's a wonderful morning, afternoon, night, and uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here at whatever time this is. Marfed evening. <laughs> so that's, that's definitely what we are doing here. Mate, how are you? You good? Yes, very well. Uh, I'm I'm very well. I'm, I apologise for the uh, the smell in the studio that smells <laughs> smell, smells. Uh, I thought you were apologising to listeners. Like <laughs> I apologise for the smell emanating through your iPhone. Yeah, it smells in here like an Oompa Loompa's been shooting rainbows because there is uh, there is sugar everywhere because I uh, am currently storing some confectionery uh, in my basement. We're not kidding when we say that this is being recorded and in a basement. This- D- isn't meant to sound sus, but you're about to load a criminal amount into your unmarked van after <laughs> after this podcast. So yeah, look, don't be near Westfield. Uh, is all I'm saying. <laughs> right, hide your daughters, hide your wives. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the first of the segments which Gus has tonight. The first one being Trainwreck Trophy. Gus has gone away and he's put in Trainwreck into Google News. He's tried to find the uh, three biggest and best train wrecks of the week and he's going to recite them to me who will be hearing it for the very first time along with you guys Gus what have you got buddy yes so we're going to start off uh you know what we're going to have to reference what time of the uh, of the year it is on this show sometimes and yep. we have a huge huge weekend of uh, of sport in Australia ahead of us with uh, with two grand finals yep uh, the AFL and the NRL grand finals so Sunday's grand final which is rugby league. Rugby league. Yes. If there's one man who at this point should not really be weighing in uh, to sport, it is Tony Abbott, uh, uh, who has decided stop. that. Who's decided that it is time to come out because Macklemore is performing at the NRL Grand Final. Yeah. He's come out and he's gone. Uh, I don't think that it's appropriate that same love is uh, is sung at the NRL Grand Final yep. with yep. the with the following tweet. Footy fans shouldn't be subjected to a politicised grand final. Sport is sport. Then the Twitter handle of Miranda Devine. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, no one is going to be particularly pumped about that on either the no or the yes side. For people listening overseas, uh, Australia is currently going through a postal survey mm. um, in brackets loosely dubbed a plebiscite about yep. whether same-sex marriage um, should go to a free vote in the past. It's basically a really expensive uh, mm. focus group because yep. it has no bearing on what will happen outside of that. $122 million That's well spent. so expensive. <laughs> but the one thing that is not winning any friends is coming out and going, great, you know what? I don't, I don't want to hear that, uh, that gay song at the NRL Grand Final. Yep. Just... Uh, Get Angry Anderson back in the Batmobile, or let's let's just get chiselled and just bang out some Aussie classics, <laughs> mate. It's 2017. Yeah, it is. That is not how this works. Get a, uh, get, get a bit of K. San rocking. So the he- the headline is 
Brand has criticised Abbott's bizarre call to ban Macklemore gay anthem at NRL train wreck. <laughs> so the biggest train wreck about this is that not only is the uh, the ex-Prime Minister of Australia, Tony Abbott, uh, coming out and getting involved in something which is just bizarre to try and draw links about. It's like... Yeah. Macklemore's a US singer yep. coming to do a gig. Yep. I work in entertainment, and he gives no fucks about our plebiscite. Absolutely I'll tell you right not. Now. But he also is going to be in, enraged by the fact that some Aussie politician has come out and gone, uh, mate, I just want to have a quick look over your set list. Um, <laughs> let's have none of that, uh, none of that, and three servings of whatever the fuck that thing is. Surely, surely it's like... Uh, when you try to tell a teenager what to do, oh, they're yeah. going to do the exact, the exact opposite. opposite. Which brings us to the uh, the major train wreck part of it, <laughs> right. which is that Abbott's own daughter, Frances, has emerged as a vocal supporter of both same-sex marriage and also a huge fan of Macklemore. <laughs> she, she has tweeted uh, at Macklemore and gone... I still remember the first time I heard this song. I was sitting in my car about to get out and go to work, but stopped and listened. And that same day, I went and bought the album and kept it in my car and listened to it over and over again. Now, I, uh, this continues to go, but yeah. I just want to make it very clear to everyone at home. Rig and I uh, have recently started a Twitter for this show. I'll yeah. tell you right now, that's a fuckload more than 160 characters. <laughs> so this is obviously... 140? A, this is a... Is it 140? It's 140, isn't it? Maybe I get next to 20. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, so she then goes on, can't think of a better song for all the hundreds and thousands of people to listen to on Sunday. This is what we need right now, followed by Go Harder at Macklemore. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a big middle figure to your dad, isn't it? <laughs> um, she also wrote Press Play, a reference to the song's lyrics. We press play, don't press pause, progress, march on. So here's the thing. If you're Tony Abbott, and your entire platform of uh, your political career has been strong family, one family, Christian rights. Yep. Your daughter comes out and basically says, hey, Macklemore, let's get this shit did. Yep. Go harder. Uh, yep. You can't you can't be pumped about that. So nah. that's the first train wreck trophy. Beauty, is, love it. Is Tony Abbott basically getting involved in a situation that he shouldn't be involved in. Uh, and then his daughter coming out and basically getting fangirl on Macklemore and saying, yeah, you can just get fucked at. So I, I wonder if it would end up like a Scooby-Doo sort of scenario where uh, Tony Abbott, if, if they do end up playing same love at the NRL grand final, Tony Abbott's going to be there shaking his fist. I would have got away with it if it weren't for you <laughs> pesky kids. kids. All right. So the second one is uh, ESPN. The NFL season's back. Uh, it is. For anyone that enjoys uh, watching sport on a Monday morning <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> and for all of you, uh, you Yanks, fantastic. Enjoy the season. Um, so, train wreck, colon. ESPN's attempt at diversity on Monday Night Football goes horribly and hilariously wrong. Yeah. I'm going to play you a clip because nothing that I say will probably convey <laughs> how fucked this went. Okay. Beth, coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life. He's talking about a coach? Yeah, he's talking about a coach. <laughs> Not only that, but it it does sound suspiciously like a man who uh, has has just decided that tonight he'll learn English. Has the teleprompter just been switched off? I don't. I don't. That's what it sounds like. So here's the thing: 
that man that you just heard, his name is Sergio Dip. Uh, he is, he <laughs> okay. is uh, best known for ESPN Deportes. Or oh, the, the Spanish, Spanish. ESPN. Yeah. yeah. So they've dropped him in there. Poor Sergio, because they've gone, we got to get diversity all over Monday Night Football. Yeah. So this bloke has been dropped in as a sideline commentator. Ooh. And not only that, but turns out that he was not uh, actually given a script. They were just told... You're a sports reporter. Uh, Just do your thing. Tell us what you see. So he took that literally. He took that literally Hectic. and spoke about how how much of a pleasure it was to be on the field and then spoke about the thing that he was looking at, which was the coach. The coach. <laughs> <laughs> Having the time, time of, of his, his life. life. And the best thing is, have, go onto our Twitter and have a look at this video because the coach... <laughs> He's not having the time He's of his having life. the worst time. <laughs> He's having none of it. <laughs> he is frowning and pacing the sidelines, <laughs> which is basically what every NFL coach in history has done. Just like me on Christmas. <laughs> frowning and pacing. The best part is that uh, everyone everyone is drawing parallels between Sergio Dip's performance and the Boom Goes the Dynamite guy. <laughs> What's the Boom Goes the Dynamite guy? Oh, dear God. Have I not seen that? This is the greatest. So the Boom Goes the Dynamite guy um, was a uh, <laughs> he was a student reporter um, for a uh, like a, a college TV station. Okay. He he basically fucks his way through <laughs> this this sports this sports report. <laughs> um, I, I I'm not going to play the whole thing, but we'll also post post that. And the teleprompter, it turns out, for this kid yeah. is going way too fast. So it's just just a thing, <laughs> just a thing where where he eventually he's like, and it's a full sports report. Yeah. He gets to uh, gets to like the Pacers versus the Bulls, yeah. and uh, and he's like, okay, let's go and check out some highlights of this game. And then he just starts losing the teleprompter, so he starts commentating, and that and that's where the the quote comes because he because he's like. Davis from from three, and he lights it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "Screen, no, he's he fakes." And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> it's like the guy has just torn a hole in it, Love it. after just failing at the sportscast. <laughs> then comes up with one of the greatest sayings ever. Boom oh, goes the dynamite so on a sportscast. Cool. So that's the second one. Yep. Uh, the last one um, is. It's a very strong finish. Firefighter suspended over train wreck X-rated image of couple having sex in fire engine posted on Swinger's site. (laughs) (laughs) A firefighter has been suspended over an X-rated image of a couple having sex in a fire engine that was posted online. Images of the firefighter and his partner came to the attention of bosses at Greater Manchester Brigade this summer, and bosses launched an inquiry. Why is everyone in the UK obsessed with <laughs> fucking everywhere? <laughs> Dominoes, fire stations. What is next? On a fire engine, on the ladder. like they're, oh, on, they're, So it's they're, not like in the... Fucking, what do you call the front of the cockpit? I mean, it's a large vehicle. I don't know. No, they're on the engine. Oh, my God. The saucy photo was posted on a swinger site by a person claiming to be 
in quotation marks, genuine fire crew, close oh, quotation marks. I would never, ever do that. No, and and clearly showed the brigade's website address on the side of the vehicle. So, yeah, <laughs> these guys have basically come out and gone, uh, that, that ain't great. Service slammed the image, branded an embarrassment to the brigade and saying it has no place within the organisation. <laughs> uh, but then they finished off with fire emojis. <laughs> You know how much I love fire emojis. Uh, possibly made up. <laughs> Spokesman for the service said earlier, I cannot believe we're still seeing highly inappropriate images like this on the fire service in 2017. It's not who we are. So my question with that is, Did is that sentence meant to read like that? I can't believe we're still seeing highly inappropriate images like this on the fire service in 2007. It's like it's like an old person that goes, "Great, so uh, I've got some downtime. Time for me to get on the line." <laughs> it's what I like because quite literally, they were on the fire engine. So on the swinger side, it'd be really interesting to see what his profile would look like, and just it, I bet it would have a bunch of stuff. It's just like anyway. If you ever need a fiery, you know where to find me. Three fire emojis, 17 water squirt emojis, two eggplants. eggplants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his, uh, his, his username was just firefuck17. <laughs> Fisting fireman9. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so that's, that's your three. The yep. first one is Tony Abbott coming out, trying to ban Macklemore and his daughter going, no, Tony, Tony Abbott's never coming out. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Uh, the second one is uh, ESPN throwing Spanish news reporter deer in the headlights. Sergio Depp to the Wolves at Monday Night Football. Yeah. The third one is the firefighter who decided to fuck on a ladder and then post it on his swinger site. I have to. I. I get, it's, it's 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 a no it's a no contest for me. It's yeah. got to go to the fireman. It does. It doesn't has it? to. It's doesn't so. It? Good. I was I was preparing it and I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? To... There's this is the this is the Usain Bolt yeah. of Trader oh, Trophy I, this I, week. I just I feel like I feel like it's 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 hard for. I'm, I wish that there was like some biomechanical models. I need to see this photo because I need to know how they've actually arranged their bodies to have <laughs> sex on the engine. Oh, there's there's the Kama Sutra looks like <laughs> a a kindergarten book compared to what these guys are doing on a ladder. <laughs> Oh, so good. So, uh, the fireman in the UK wins the Trainwreck Trophy for this week. Yeah, New music. Trainwreck. 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 Trophy. All right. Yeah. That's the, the Domino's guys won as well, didn't they? I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm a sucker. You're a sucker for, for public, public sex. sex. Public English sex. Yeah. Which means we move Stiff on. Stiff upper lip. <laughs> And cock. And we're going to stay very much in the public with the next segment, which is the universally loved poos in the news. Gus has gone away and he has found stories about not-so-private defecation. What have you found, mate? Look, he's found story because that's what I'm required to do. I'm not, I'm not banking others for my own enjoyment. I'm doing this segment because I'm required to do it as part of this podcasting pers- team. You've got the personal spank bank worth of poos in the news, news articles. Yeah, look, you know what? This week I actually, it went up a notch in my estimations oh. because I found one that uh, allowed me to uh, both fuel my prudish element of this segment is a a literal piece of shit um but also great content so yeah, okay it, it it ticks both boxes so 
We're going to do a, a shout out here, um, and and we'll tweet him after the show. But uh, Steve uh, Hofstetter, he's a okay. he's a comedian. Okay, yep. So he's basically travelling from LA to Tokyo um, yep. for a gig. When he witnesses the following, he was walking to his gate when he sees a woman uh, who is FaceTiming quite loudly in the airport. In the in the airport, so yeah. he's walking walking to the airport gate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a woman who is FaceTiming uh, with uh, with a small dog that she's walking through uh, through the airport. <laughs> she's like FaceTiming with a dog. <laughs> like the dog's on the screen. <laughs> Tell me more about your trip. <laughs> Who's a good boy? <laughs> no, so that she's walking the dog. Yeah, she's facetiming someone. Uh, the dog, unbeknownst to her, is just taking a wicked shit. <laughs> okay, in the airport. Yeah. So a man points out to uh, to her that her dog has taken has taken a dump. Yeah. on the floor. She rolls her eyes, goes back to FaceTime. Groans at the other person. Some people are just so damn rude. So obviously, everyone around her is like, "Well, bitch, you're public enemy number one." Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dog finishes. The woman walks away, leaving this pile of shit in the, in the middle, middle of, of the LAX, airport. Yeah, which is if you've ever been to LAX, it's horrible. It's airport. already a bad airport. It, it's already full of shit, and that's before <laughs> the dog gets involved. Exactly. Another passerby tries to stop her, saying, "You're not going to clean that up." They have people for that, she responds. What? Who? Who has people for that? Who? Has, <laughs> who nothing has nowhere, no institution, no, no building, no club, nothing like that. No, no one, yeah, anywhere. Has anyone whose sole job it is to follow <laughs> and pick up other people's dog's to, shit. To pinpoint feces. Like, Good that's Lord. the thing. It's like... Fight. The crap hunter. <laughs> So, Hofstetter says when he got to his gate, the offender is there waiting for the same flight as him to Tokyo. Yeah. There's music blaring out of the headphones. The dog is barking at every single person who oh, walks by. No. The, the combination of the two of them are the worst. Yeah. So, he, he basically goes, look, everyone else is trying to ignore her, sitting as far away from her as, as they could. Yeah. I go and sit right next to her. Yeah. I sat down right next to this horrible woman and said, are you going to London on business? She said, I'm going to Tokyo, annoyed that I was interrupting her DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I said, then you'd better hurry. That flight got moved to gate 53C. This is the flight to London. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Hofstetter said he only intended to give the woman a little moment of panic as payback for how terribly she was treating everyone, but she grabbed her bags and dog and ran off, presumably to find the made-up 53C (laughs) without even checking. Had she taken a moment, she would have noticed the monitor at the gate still said Tokyo and that literally everybody apart from me is Japanese. The imaginary oh. gate Hofstetter Centre two would have been on the other side of the next terminal, uh, and all it says is, "I don't know if she made it back to the flight before we took off or not, but I didn't see her on board. I didn't hear a fucking dog." <laughs> that is fucking great. phenomenal. Yes, That's great. Yes, Steve. Yeah, so Steve Hofstetter, uh, you are the people's champion for this week. Such a ledge, right? Which means we move on to the final part of the segments. It is. One Star Reservoir. Cue music. You! I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. 
Once our reservoir, everybody loves this. People keep telling me how much they love it, which fucking kills me inside. Because <laughs> it's your segment. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's our segment. It's my segment, isn't it? We'll take this offline. <laughs> I, it is, it's a fantastic segment in which Gus goes online and he finds the best reviews of products, hotels, pretty much anything that has the capacity to be reviewed and pinpoints the best, or in this case, worst, one-star reviews available. What have you got for us this week, buddy? All right. So uh, following off the back of the absolutely unadulterated pleasure that was everyone listening to Uber Fails, we're going back to Uber. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is a a mixed bag. This is a pick and mix of of Uber reviews because we have both driver reviews and passenger reviews this time. Love it. Multifaceted. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with a strong driver review. So a review of a driver? A review of a passenger. Oh, right. Okay. So, yep. uh, the, yeah, that should be phrased as a passenger review. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Anyway, so this driver says, passenger got one star. I arrived to pick up the fare only to have a very drunk woman get very violent, try and get into the car. I asked her number of times what her name was. She refused to tell me. I got out of the car. She need me in the groin. <laughs> I pushed her away. She continued to come back, cursing and unleashing her anger on my belongings. <laughs> she got into she got into the Uber and threw all of my items out the window. <laughs> because I declined to get inside. She threw out the Uber flyers a master lock, my iPhone, and a pair of scissors. (laughs) During this time, the woman who had actually booked the Uber was filming the entire incident. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they'd be like, are you Tiffany? Are you Tiffany? Fuck you! And then it's like, she's just... Uh, I'm Tiffany. <laughs> oh, man. And, and there's a video of this. Well, there's, what? There's a video. What? It's, it's on YouTube. We're going to post it. Yes. It is amazing. So it, ter- <laughs> so it turns out the chick who was belted and just decided to steal an Uber and throw all of his shit out of the car um, was a fourth-year neurology resident uh, who, following this, uh, was placed on uh, administrative leave. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she was a doctor, and she got into the car oh. and lost her mind. Basically, just pegged everything out. The whole t- and and this is the thing: this chick hadn't ordered an Uber. Yeah, it, no, this it wasn't a mistaken Uber experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just had not ordered one, mate. I, I <laughs> the other week, I don't think I, I don't think I told you, but I drive a uh, a Volkswagen Caddy for work, which is uh, for for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with the make and model of this car, it's it's almost uh, it's like half of a car. There's a car in the front and a van in the back is the best way uh, to to phrase it. I had a woman. I'd, I'd stopped in a loading zone, and a woman literally opened one of my two doors because it only has two doors, <laughs> and was just like, "Hi," and I was like, "Hello," and she was just like, "Are you?" and I was like, "No," and she was just like. Okay, I'm like, who the fuck would drive a half van, half car to pick people up? That's two fucking seats. I was like, what the hell? Oh, that is phenomenal. All right, so the next one uh, is 
is a review of a driver. Great. By a passenger. One star. An Uber driver picked me up and had her breasts hanging out. <laughs> strong front foot so star. Strong. I ha- so strong. <laughs> I had a girlfriend at the time, so I just pretended nothing was up. Made casual conversation. Wrote I, love just- how he, I love how he's, he's appearing to sound noble. Yeah, oh, he's no, just no, definitely no. checking out yeah, that titty. Totally. <laughs> Made casual conversation, rode to my destination, and said goodbye to her. Though I wasn't particularly scared of her, I didn't know if this was a "do you want these" type of situation, or more like, or more like, this is the last pair of tits you will ever see. <laughs> what does that mean in that context? No idea. I've been reading it all afternoon. Like she, we're trying to hunt down the tit out, the tits out stabber. <laughs> like what? Like he was afraid. Like that was a precursor for violence. Yeah, I think he. Was... I walked in. The suspect had her tit out. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> was she gonna do from there? <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, okay. And here's and here is the third one. All right, so this is another one to uh, uh, to a driver from a passenger. Okay, all right. One star. Go to jump into my Uber. <laughs> it's a guy in a taxi zone. He immediately says, as a cop comes over and says, you're in a taxi zone, I'm going to give you a ticket, <laughs> gets out of the car, hugs me, says, I love you, and says, this is my daughter. I just picked her up from the airport. I haven't seen her in five years. <laughs> that's good thinking. The, that's that's really good on the fly thinking. The cop wanders off. Yeah. We get into the Uber and have the most awkward 40 minutes of all time. <laughs> 40 minutes. God damn. Fuck. That is a solid. a solid. Solid Uber ride. Super sesh. Especially with a guy that hasn't worded you up that he's about to hug the fuck out of you. <laughs> Get out of a taxi zone ticket. So good. Shit. Yeah, all right. That's the third one, which means that it is uh, it is time for us to dive into the media portion of yeah. the show, the uh, shit show story time, which Rig has this week. Mate, it's uh, it's a cracker. I like, that's, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to yep. hear you coming in here and saying, I've slowly piece together some kind of narrative that may or may not be good. I want to yeah. hear this. You is... don't want me coming in and saying this is a par three. <laughs> you, you just, you don't want me to do it. I get nah, it. Nah, this is the Dave Warner of, uh, of stories. It's going yeah. to go, uh, go off hard, go off fast. That's it. <laughs> so here we go. On the afternoon of November 8th and the morning of November 9th, 1874, the New York Herald newspaper ran and followed a breaking story. Good. This story would document what is now known as the Central Park Zoo Escape. Ah, uh, what? Joseph Ignatius Constantine Clark, okay, we're just the most it. pompously named writer I've ever heard of, <laughs> worked furiously to get the word out to the throngs of people who read the Herald, then one of the most widely read and circulated newspapers on the planet. Okay, so he's a journo for the Herald. He is, yeah. The headline read, Awful Calamity. A shocking Sabbath carnival of death. Within the body of the so, text, so yeah, he's handling this strong. He's handling this fairly level, level-headedly. Yeah, for what it was. Within the body of the text, the horrible events unfolded. 
A reckless zookeeper had provoked a rhinoceros with a stick through the bars in the cage. Yeah. We've uh, all been there. Which were flimsy at best. The enraged beast then smashed down its cage, killing its keepers. In, in its rampage, it then beat down other cages uh, containing a variety of animals. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him, buddy. Stay free. Stay woke. <laughs> he's well. I mean, he's he's not just like he's not just out for himself. Yeah, he's no. going. I'm gonna I'm gonna free all my butts. I'm a, I'm a rhino of the people. <laughs> we're we're taking the city by storm. The article goes into all the grisly details. Here are some of the quotes from it. Backing down from the mangled body with a swiftness almost incredible for its bulk, the rhinoceros plunged his horrid horn into the dead keeper. Oh, Nowadays. Okay. Sounds yeah. like a yeah, like erotic fan fiction. Yeah. Somewhere some Japanese animator is like, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> just scribbling it down in his notepad. Yeah, the little little known uh, if there were swinger sites at the time, the rhino has taken photos <laughs> and he's posting them. Big time. On a, on a fire engine. Uh, other quotes. The panther was crouched over Highland's body, gnawing horribly at his head. I recognised his body by the striped shirt, which I could just see hanging tattered from the arm. Oh, God. Men and women rushed in all directions away from the beast, who sprung upon the shoulders of an aged lady, burying his fangs in her neck and carrying her to the ground. The article ran to over 10,000 words in length and occupied six full columns, culminating in a warning from the mayor of New York, urging people to stay in their houses or residences until the animals were captured or killed. As expected, this caused everyone to lose their, their fucking, fucking minds. minds. Insane. It is a full-blown panic. Can you imagine not Th- finding I mean, the, out about the, this until you read the paper? This is the dictionary definition of panic. Yeah. You know when people are just like, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit panicked. Like, this is, it's a panic. Like, there's a lot of people freaking out over this big thing that's happening. Well, hold on. What was the headline again? It was... Awful calamity, a shocking Sabbath carnival of death. Yeah, that's not the sort of shit that you release to the people. No. When you can only literally... I mean, but there, you can there, only there's, send there's them, no precedent for that. No, Rig, you can only send them one thing a day. It's the 1800s. It's like when people, there was no ATMs, and you had to go on a Friday, apparently, to get all your money for the weekend... And when you ran out of money, you couldn't do any more fun shit. <laughs> like, okay, but it's, it's like, I mean... It was it, a different time... <laughs> It was a worse time. Yeah, I mean, are they sitting there just like, meh, we need to make sure that the facts are getting out there. We need to make sure that the facts are getting out there. Hit them with a hard-hitting headline. How about, Six how, how about How about wild animals on the loose? No, no. How Harder. about shocking carnival of death? Yeah, let's send it to print. <laughs> so it, it, is, it is a full-blown panic, running. Screaming, parents rushing to get their children from school, police mobilising. The editor of the New York Times allegedly ran out of the building with two pistols, ready to shoot any and all animals he encountered. Okay, well, that's not great when when your, your police are doing that. Absolutely. A well-known general took to the streets with a rifle. Okay. People are rightfully freaking the fuck out yeah. after reading this article. Yeah. But... They the didn't, animals were peep. But oh, no, they didn't read... With yours. The whole article. Okay. The reason we know this is because at the end of it, in small print, is the following. Of course, the entire story given above is a pure fabrication. Not one word of it is true. Not a single act or incident described has taken place. It is a huge hoax, a wild romance, or whatever other epithet of utter untrustworthiness our readers may choose to apply to it. It is simply a fancy picture which crowded upon the mind of the writer a few days ago while he was gazing through the iron bars of the cages of the wild animals in the menagerie at Central Park. What 
the fuck? fuck. <laughs> uh, hold on. Was that put in by the editors? This... All of this was the writers and the editors doing... Like, there was a chain of command. There was an approval process. Oh, my God. 10,000 words have preceded that. Oh, you've you've done the old uh, shit show story time double bluff. Switcheroo. I, okay, so... How in the fuck <laughs> did that escalate so quickly? So... Uh, well, I think... no. Firstly... No one reads to the sixth column when the first five are panda fucks old woman in the head. <laughs> tears, tears her face off. Yeah. No, I don't know. But, I mean, look, so th- th- this is how it kind of went down. Apparently, editor Thomas Connery was having a stroll, as you do, through Central Park. Okay. And comes across the menagerie, which was what the zoo was romantically and stupidly referred to as. Anyway, as he's walking through some zookeepers... It's also called a zoo, though. It is definitely more commonly called a zoo. Some zookeepers are transferring a leopard from an animal carriage into a cage, and they have a little bit of trouble uh, almost leading the big cat to escape. Yeah. Initially, Connery is all... Yeah, I should write a story about these subpar conditions and, you know, shitty zookeepers. <laughs> uh, but like anyone who's ever been involved with New Idea or Women's Weekly knows, that don't sell papers, baby! Yep. <laughs> so Never let the truth get in the way. So he goes away and decides to publish a story that he imagines as a, quote, a harmless little hoax with just enough semblance of reality to give a salutary warning. Yeah, that uh, that is not what that was. Harmless little hoax. He's the Let's, fucking editor of a newspaper. I just want—I want you to think about those three words: harmless little hoax. Sure. The old age. Because we are about to revisit the article itself again in more detail. Because now that you know that it was a fabrication and a fucking ruse. You'll want to hear just how much of a Stephen King-level horror show portrait this is painted for the people of New York. Bring it. As I mentioned before, starts with the rhino goring zookeepers and panthers mowing down crowds of people. Mm-hmm. It's here that Connery and Clark double down. Here's some of the other things that happened in these 10,000 words. 10,000 10, words is It's massive. Epic. A lion and a tiger fighting on 59th Street. A battle between a sea lion and a rhinoceros. An anaconda attempting to eat a giraffe. Swedish hunters stalking a lioness on Broadway. Not sure why they're Swedish. A Bengal tiger shot on Madison Avenue. Mm. A panther attacking worshippers inside a church on West 53rd. (laughs) And carnage as a tiger leapt on board a ferry boat. Okay. Um, So here's here's the thing. Let's, Let's go back to the first of those. Yeah. What The first one was what? A lion and a tiger? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who wins out of line the tiger? Tiger. Yep. Great. What's the, what's the next one? Uh, sea lion and a rhinoceros. Ooh. Short, rhinoceros. With Has the, to. With the horn. Has to. 100%. It's, actually, what the fuck is a sea lion going to do? What are they going to do? It's just going to flap around. Well, lead him into the water. It's not even a walrus. No. It's not like they've got tusks or anything. No, They're just like... <laughs> so that's it. Sea lion's a natural prey. Okay. So, yeah. so you've, got, you've, got some, you've got some TKOs in the first couple. Tell you what. Anaconda v. Giraffe. Ooh, it's going to be weird odds for sports bet. That is going <laughs> to be very, very long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just... Pandemonium yeah. is, is what they're, they're painting here. Think, I like anaconda versus now, giraffe. 
It's good. It's yeah. a, it's a good it, matchup. It, it also is something that it's would length never ever no, happen. Ever. It's 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 length versus length. I get it. Yeah. Length versus yeah. height. Yep. But you think that's fucked? They triple down. You well, yeah, because they had ten thousand words. Specific names of people were given. Okay. A list of the dead and wounded was printed. Oh my god. Forty nine people dead and two hundred injured. A named list of non-existent <laughs> dead people as a result of an event that never occurred, Gus. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> and the worst part is, whenever you uh, you make up a name, you inevitably uh, some that's someone's name. Yeah, so they it's got to be. So, yeah, they, they it's like John qu- Smith. They were like, quoting, yeah, it's work quoting people's names. Yeah, who. Almost invariably, someone read the paper and went, "My son, <laughs> Dick Smith." <laughs> they do oh. like the, the hand on the forehead, and it's like sitting killed down. by an anaconda and a giraffe. <laughs> they feasted on his head. <laughs> just got, just got mule kicked by a giraffe. <laughs> he died. How was he killed by a sea lion? He died doing what he loved, getting mule kicked <laughs> in the face by a giraffe. <laughs> So they must have sat back looking at this absolute masterpiece in their well, mind. They didn't look at shit. And, and thought, meh, needs more bite. So they quadruple down. <laughs> you can't, no. By putting punchy capitalised subheadings everywhere. Great. Like peppered all over the page. So it's literally your eyes are drawn to it as soon as you open it. Yeah, it's, shit print, like, it's print clickbait. Shit it's like 1874 it's, clickbait. It's punchy, it's bold, it's capitalised. Shit like, the wild animals are loose, police armed with revolvers, circle of fear-stricken people, confusion and destruction. Insane. It just, it makes no sense. None of this is fucking real. Yeah, but also, Rig, like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a simpler time. It's a worse time. Like, they have less shit to do. It is pure imagination that Willy Wonka would be proud of. Totally. They... Have literally J.K. Rowling the entire population of New York. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest, and and out of this impressive world building. <laughs> so here's here's the thing with this though. Uh, I assume that there are repercussions. Well, let's get to it. So after the panic in the streets, people find out it's a hoax, and they are pissed. Yeah. I'm, of, I'm pissed, and this yeah. is 145 years ago. <laughs> a group of citizens march over to the district attorney's office and try to, and indict the actual publication. Mm-hmm. Other papers, both New York-based and national, just rinse them. Good. The New York Times sarcastically wrote, quote, If charming sketches of dead children and dying old ladies do not move the reader to roars of laughter, his sense of fun must be somewhat different from that with which the proprietor or editor of the New York Herald has been endowed. (laughs) 19th century zinger. Yeah. I had to read it like four times so I could get it all out in one sentence because it was so like old timey the way it was written. Yeah. Get get that man some better, dude. Yeah. (laughs) When it actually came time for the Herald to answer... For what they'd done, they literally feigned surprise, and the the reaction was enormous. But they were all just like, "Huh? What's up, baby? Why are you mad?" And it's like it's uh, the attitude towards the huge reaction the hoax received was described as quote wholly unrepentant. <laughs> well, you don't make that shit up and not turn around and go, "Look." We made you a great story, <laughs> and this is the thanks that we get. I feel we like- <laughs> made you 
the fight the people wanted. <laughs> Giraffe versus Anaconda. <laughs> And this is the thanks that we get. I'd still watch it today. I that's beats Mayweather Pacquiao. You, you know, you know what? Now that, now, that I, now that I know that's a possibility, I no longer want to see either of these sporting grand finals, the pinnacle of athleticism. I want to see Giraffe Anaconda. That's all I want to see. It's 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 so good. And I imagine if people went to the Herald and were just like, guys, that was really fucked up. Uh, what do you have to say for yourselves? I bet they would just do classic smarmy 19th century newspaper tycoon sort of responses. Yeah, well, you got to... Takes money to make well, money. <laughs> just like sucking on their cigars yeah. and stuff. Oh, like, uh, I, I just... I could see it yeah, happening. Yeah, these papers won't sell themselves. <laughs> exactly. But sounding like hotcakes. Haven't been invented yet. The only... <laughs> the only... Whatever hotcakes were at that time. The only... Yeah. These, yeah. Are, these are crashing out the, out the door like iPhones. <laughs> The only semblance of an apology was a small insert in the next issue titled Wild Beasts, urging that safety precautions at the zoo should be improved. Oh, that's not that's not an apology. The public was, quote, underwhelmed by this show of contrition. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all of this is quite PC. I imagine they were super pissed. Apparently no one at the Herald gave a fuck though, because circulation was fucking great. Yeah. Of Readership course. was up. Uh, mostly because it's become the best-selling fiction novel <laughs> exactly, the city yeah. has to offer. It's crazy. So what about our featured players? So Thomas Connery. Giraffe. The, Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda. Well, Anaconda got a book deal, <laughs> but Giraffe got into the talkies. Really had him against the ropes on uh, round three. But Giraffe came back, a few mule kicks to the face. No, so what about... Our featured place. So Thomas Connery, the the editor, and Joseph Clark, the the writer, kept their jobs. Did fine. The paper. Yeah, that's the paper. Not indicted. <laughs> kept on keeping on. Just classic nineteenth century bants that a uh, disgruntled old bloke on Facebook would love, but also lament because something like that could never happen today because we live in a PC world gone mad. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's just a it's a classic story. So, he, Rig, are you familiar with the rules of ethics in journalism? Uh, yeah, I believe they hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> they sure hadn't. But knowing knowing that they they're very loosely, uh, or to, to paraphrase, basically, do nothing to bring the uh, the paper or the publication your staff, your reputation, or the wider journalistic community into disrepute. I assume this yeah. is what prompted an entire community of people to go, mm, well, it seems we've been a bit loose with our organisation, <laughs> haven't we? The thing is, I reckon they still do things in publications and publishing today that they did back then. I reckon everyone gets in a room and they all throw shit ideas out. But back then, because there were no ethics, it was just what it's not like five lipsticks to please your man. It, 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 it was just like, oh, readership's a bit down. What should we do? Uh, animals escape from the zoo, tear people apart. It's a bit, but this is nice. This is the thing, though. Again, I hark back to the fact that you only got to give people information once a day. Yeah. So when you publish this, yeah, this could never possibly fly in a current a news cycle because yeah. it would be immediately rebuffed by Twitter within about eighteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a twenty-four hour news cycle in print. There is no way for you to fix the damage that you've done oh, yeah. for 24 hours or for anyone else to fix it. Yeah. So everyone loses their proverbial shit. <laughs> 
And then when you've got a chance 24 hours later to make amends, you literally publish more fuel by going, well, looks like that pesky zoo better keep its fucking enclosures better because the animals are out again. It's like, oh, man. Oh, the animals are out again. Ah, uh, we just playing. Just kidding. <laughs> just like little tiny little. But like size two font. Yeah. Got a magnified nah. glass out. <laughs> nah, baby, we playing. So oh, that's shit. it. That is the great Central Park Zoo Escape. Fuck, man. That's epic. Mm. I, I love the hook turn that that went about yeah, baby. six minutes in. You've dead set nailed that. All right. Well, I mean, uh, because you haven't done enough talking, I'm going to throw to you to, uh, <laughs> uh, to explain to people how they can uh, show, us, show us some love. Absolutely. Rick's going to go through the uh, various methods, platforms, and, uh, and carriers that you can get in touch <laughs> with us over. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to get in touch with us, we do get a lot of people who are, who are sending us stories. And, and stuff every week uh, so thank you guys for that and uh, keep on keeping on if you want to get in touch with us you can send us a message through our Facebook page which is simply Shit Show we put up stuff every week on our Twitter feed which is at Shit Show Cast all the stuff um, that doesn't make it to the show or content that we refer to in the show will be up there we also have a website yeah, we do. Shitshow.com.au. How was that not taken? Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yep. It, so we, if, didn't, we didn't buy it. See if it cost a lot of money. Absolutely. If you want a one-stop shop for all your shitshow needs, make sure to head on over to shitshow.com.au. Oh, fuck. Uh, just before we finish this up, so last, last ep, you know how we're talking about Equifax. Yes. Uh, so this week, two days ago, Equifax CEO Richard Smith steps down. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you haven't, uh, if you didn't listen to the, uh, the episode uh, where we the Equifax uh, LifeLock sh- uh, shenanigans came came about, it's the last, the one before this one. Uh, but basically, the CEO of a uh, very embattled credit report <laughs> company, Equifax, yeah. um, has stepped down after uh, their computer system exposed 143 million. <laughs> Email addresses, uh, email, email addresses and sensitive, and sensitive info. credit info. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so uh, ser- I don't know what he that's, was... That, 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 that's a rolling train wreck. Yeah, I, I don't know what he was thinking, but uh, but yeah, he makes 90, 90 million a year in salary, so that's gone. Fuck that guy. Yep. He, uh, you know what? I think that he's going to turn his hand of what the people really want him to redeem himself with. Giraffe, anaconda, <laughs> now, 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 speedway. <laughs> Be there. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for another week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to hit us up on iTunes as well. Yeah, Click- just leave us a review. Seriously. Yeah, this that'd is be the nice. Thing. You go onto iTunes. If you like the show, uh, there's a review thing. I don't know how to work it, but also I'm over 30, so I don't get the online web. Pe- <laughs> the online web. I'm on the online. Uh, so, yeah, make sure to click subscribe if you dig what we're putting down and also to put a review up there because apparently it's, it's very important for the analytics side of things. I just, I our, just media, wanna... our media guy just will not stop hounding us about I, this. I want to stop getting emails from Gerg saying, why don't you have any reviews? Because <laughs> I feel like he's taunting us personally now. Yeah. So yeah. please, leave us a review so we can stop getting emails and focus on, uh, on bringing Giraffe Anaconda to you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Thanks, guys. Yeah.